Welcome to episode 250 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg. My guest this week, uh, Brittany Smith is back. How are you doing, Brittany? So glad you're here. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming here right after you're just, you just got back from vacation, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's been a whirlwind. <laughs> That's so awesome. We appreciate that you, you made the time to come out here. We, we really appreciate it. And uh, Ben Rathick, he's here. How you doing, Ben? I'm good. Um, I've, I've had a very nice, it is It is Thursday, right? It is. Mm-hmm. You usually record here on Thursday, yes. <laughs> it is Thursday. <laughs> good, glad you're here. And last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamet is here in, in a under different disclosed location. How you doing, Jeff? Yeah, uh, turns out Witness Protection Program, they give you really nice places. They do. Nice background. That's great. Uh, so glad you're all here this week. Uh, I, I pulled out some really great topics this week. Uh, the two topics I'll be standing out is uh, we're going to talk again about uh, there's been a lot of press this week about stolen iPhones and losing access to your account and all that stuff. So I thought we would take the time beyond them going through all the crazy stuff of it, things that their iPhones being stolen and you're, and you're locked out for life. Maybe we can make some suggestions on how to protect yourself from that. Um, Apple also did release uh, the savings account. I, I signed up. I don't know if you, any of you guys did, but uh, we'll, I'll be talking about that. And there's all kinds of other stuff that's in the news for this week. So let's uh, go ahead and jump right in. And uh, first story I've got this week is uh, the HomePod is now able to alert you if smoke alarms are going off. Uh, the sound recognition feature that's built into the latest version of the HomePod and the HomePod Mini is now able to t- detect beeping of a smoke alarm, sending you an alert if there's an emergency situation. Uh, this was, uh, uh, the, the, of course, the new HomePod was announced uh, back in January of 2023 this year, and the sound recognition option is available. And as of today... Uh, it can now detect both activated smoke alarms and carbon monoxide detectors, um, which sending a notification to your iPhone or your iPad or your Apple Watch, for that matter. Um, so if you're at home, you're going to hear a smoke alarm go off, but you're away. It's very useful to ensure that you're alerted as soon as possible that you're aware that that went off. So that's pretty awesome. Um, unfortunately, the first generation of HomePod isn't going to work, but... Lucky me, I also have uh, HomePod Minis around the house, so that uh, that will help. that will work for me. So, Jeff, being the HomePod guru that you are, what do you think of this? I think it's great. Um, and anything that we can have that helps improve our um, uh, health and safety at home or when we're away from home, so we know something's wrong, great. Um, the fact that the OG HomePod doesn't support this. Okay, that kind of sucks. And honestly, I didn't even realize that was a limitation at first. Yeah. Because I have a couple of HomePod minis. So yeah. Um, so, everything's set up just fine for me. And yeah. um and actually it wasn't even clear at first that my OG HomePod isn't part of this uh this game. Yeah, they weren't very clear about it at first. So what do you think, Brittany? No, I think I'm gonna buy some more uh HomePod minis. Yeah. Um that's probably a thing that's going to happen as a result of this. But uh, I didn't hear about it to the document because I was on vacation. I missed a lot of stuff. Um, uh, d- is there a thing you need to set up? I couldn't tell yes. from the article. If you go into the home okay. app, uh, at the top of the at, at the app, there'll be uh-huh. uh, a thing that uh, that says you can set this up. And basically, it's just tap and you're done. Yeah. Yep. 
pretty simple. So there's, there's your so, excuse. Yeah. I, I, I change towns frequently. Um, and, uh, yeah, n- knowing if a smoke detector went off at the other house, a real great thing to know. This might be so, handy for you. Yeah. Yeah. We've and, got one at our lake house that's on, on my account. So I, that I would get alerted if something, something happened there. So I might, I might be needing to look at my budget and seeing when I need to get home bought yeah. minis or when they're on sale at Costco or something. Or watch for an open box <laughs> at Best Buy. Yeah. Get down to buy Are those good? Do oh, those yeah. work still okay? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I've okay. gotten some really good open box deals from Best Buy. I, I bought a trackpad from them, one of the Magic Trackpad 2s, and so, it showed up. The, the shrink wrap had never been opened on it. And oh, it was wow. like a corporate return where they bought too many because it, it was already provisioned for a specific business. Mm. And I had to reset it so that I could use it. Oh, wow. That's right. I remember you but you're nerds. You can. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's nice uh, to do that. So here's my confession. The last time I tried to do an open box thing like that, that wasn't like, you know, Apple refurbished. Uh, I was a PC user and I got an open box PC that had been the display model. And that thing sure had to go right back because it didn't work at all. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I wouldn't do like for that. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben, you got you got your HomePod set up, ready for this? Oh yes. Um, I mean that. This is really nice if you don't have a HomeKit enabled smoke alarm, which are insanely mm-hmm. expensive. And yes, and yeah, the other thing that would be a really good use case for these uh, people who are hearing impaired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, yeah. That is, that is a good idea. Yeah, they they might not be able to hear the smoke alarm, but uh, the HomePod will, and they'll get the alert. Yes, I even thought about that. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Well, good thinking. Um, okay, let's go on to the next story, and that uh, a little bit of a rumor story here, but I thought it was interesting about this. Of course, it's. Uh, our, our always our source of uh, Mark Gurman from Bloom, Bloom, Bloomberg. Uh, Watch OS 10 is described as Apple Watch's biggest software update since 2015. Watch OS 10 will be Apple Watch's biggest software update um, since it was released. And Apple's expecting, of course, to announce this alongside iOS 17, Mac OS 14, and other software during WWDC in June. Um, Carmen has said there's a going to be a major update with bigger enhancements, including an updated interface, but uh, didn't give any much of a detail. So I, th- I thought I'd mention this only because I, I'm excited to hear this because uh, the Apple Watch Watch OS in itself has been kind of blah the last few years. Even even I mean when it first came out, we were all excited about it, but then then a few other other updates after that. But yeah, but the last few updates have been kind of blah. Not really much to talk about. Uh, what do you think, Jeff? I, I'm ready for a refresh to watch OS. Um, at the same time, I am not a fan of this German article. Yeah. This is this is a giant bowl of vague soup. I guess he doesn't have his uh, his, uh, uh, his uh, sources in line that he, he feels comfortable to say anything other than what was mentioned. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I feel like this article from German is not that useful 
I mean, if if you're going to give me insider information, give me some freaking information. Meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and uh and and i guess part of the the thing with this new uh interface is that it's not really new it's just some things are fixed so it's not going to be like this revolutionary new thing where we look at the apple watch interface and think holy free holies how did we get by without this right exactly <laughs> brandy you have well, to and there are so many go ahead there's so many features I have been wanting to either adjust or exist and long enough period of time that it's really just going to be a finally, you know, like you, you've had the option to automatically start tracking my workouts, something that Google had long before that um, and more accurately, but um, uh, you, you never tell me to unpause it. If I pause it, like, you know, you'll tell me I, right. I'm done working out, but like if I pause it, there's no stroll mode. Like, so if I'm out doing a Pokemon event, I'm going to stop a lot. I get it. I should not be getting the same credit as a real walk, but like, let me have a stroll mode that like doesn't care that I've been stopped for a few minutes. Um, it's it, the not offering to re unpause the thing is the one that kills me all the time because sometimes I'll finish a fairly intense workout and look down and go, oh, it's still paused from when I stopped to get a drink for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You th- there's things like that. And I don't think anybody's ever felt like the interface or, or watch faces were satisfactory completely. Oh. Um, except for people who don't yeah. think about it for very long, you know, right. very, very casual users, but that would be great. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Any thoughts, Ben? To just say it's the biggest one ever without saying what's in it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's sort of not. <laughs> I, I think it's time Watch OS gets its iOS 7 moment. Um, it's okay. that's fair. We are on what on the eighth generation of the Apple Watch. It's kind of due. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're at a point where the Apple Watch is more or less a very high priced fitness tracker. Um, I want to know if the screen has gotten large enough on these where it can be more than that, where it can start to be what it was originally intended to be. Yeah. We'll see. Like I said, this is a, you know, usually I try to not talk too much about rumor, but I thought it was, it was interesting just to get kind of a tease. You just knew you could trigger us. No, I don't want to dip. I want, I want a little bit of a tease because I want, I'm, I'm been so anxious to get some, New new stuff on wind on WatchOS, but we'll see what happens. We got uh, yeah. a, little, a little under two months, so we'll see what happens here. Um, next story here: uh, more stores are starting to finally accept Apple Pay. Kroger, which is one of the one of the bigger um, grocery chains around the U.S., uh, has uh, and is uh, accepting Apple Pay and other contactless uh, payment methods at their select locations in Kentucky and Ohio for now. This allowing customers to tap to, uh, with an iPhone or Apple Watch at the checkout. Uh, all I can say is hallelujah. If they get it expanded, they can do it to all 1,200 grocery stores that they that operate under their namesake Kroger brand. Um, uh, Kroger was one of the largest Apple Pay holdouts in the U.S. since it launched in 2014. Well, that's going back almost 10 years now. Alongside Walmart, the Home Depot, Lowe's. Uh, Kroger did roll out uh, the Apple Pay at some of his grocery chains in the past few years, including Ralph's in California, 
and others. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Uh, I hope to see uh, them expanded out. There's a few stores that are here in the Chicago area that are owned by Kroger as well. So uh, I would hope that they roll it out because I it always drives me crazy to go to a, to a grocery store and then, ah, crap, I can't, I can't pay with my Apple Watch. Got to pull out that card. I don't want to do that. Um, like I went, I walked up to a gas pump, but yeah, I walked up, I drove up to a gas pump, uh, and, 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 uh, <laughs> Freudian slip there. Uh, and, um, and then big sign says Apple pay. I, I said, Oh, that's great. Awesome. Cause a lot of those the gas pumps don't have very good readers when they're not, they don't even work with the Apple watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Ben? Um, for Kroger is one of the largest grocers in the country. Yep. So this is a very, very good step. I mean, other than that, Walmart, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> Walmart's too busy closing stores that are underperforming, but making lots of money. So that's all another story. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Brittany? I, I, you know, I don't really use them, but no, I, do, yeah. I mean, you like Get using them in your board. In Get on board. You like using the grocery store, <laughs> yes. store right? Yeah, so I'm sure you guys have I, I, I don't know if you knew this, but um, I have indoor plumbing and wear pants that don't usually have big pockets. So anytime I can, like, not have a wallet on me, it's pretty great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, Jeff? Oh, but you have pants. You don't have pants on. Though. <laughs> no. And, it probably well, does at the store. <laughs> well, I mean, you since know. the court order, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so, so here's my take or- on this. I was going to go off on a terrible tangent and I caught myself. (laughs) No, I'm ready. Bring it on. And and then I'll give you my take on the Kroger thing. Uh, Uh, My husband's dad, when he was a teenager, called what he wears every day, which is still what he wears every day, which is shorts and a t-shirt, his Beavis suit. Like making a Beavis (laughs) and Butthead reference. This is how long ago that was. And, And so we still call it his Beavis suit. So my question was, is what you wear to the grocery store a Beavis suit? No, I mix it up. Sometimes it's a butthead. Okay. Hey, okay, cool. That was cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, and you know what? Screw Kroger. <laughs> screw, screw, just screw Kroger. Okay. Here's the deal. One of the largest uh, grocery chains in, in the United States if not the largest grocery chain in the United States. And for years, they've been saying, oh, we can't support Apple Pay, the cost to change out our POS system, blah, 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 blah. Screw you, Kroger. Right up your your fast checkout lane. Screw you. You could have done this years ago. This is not something to be praised for. Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Yeah, I think at this point... I think at this point it might actually be costing more, them more money to not have an NFC support to POS system. Yeah. Right. It really does. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to the next story. Well, before I mean, we the, go, <laughs> go ahead. I'll the changeover where they like, we're going to, the credit card companies were like, yeah, so if you don't have this, we're going to charge you way more for your credit card processing was like eight years ago years or ago? something. It feels like 10, but it means it was probably, but it was definitely pre-pandemic. So eight is my guess. Like, yeah, it was a very long time ago. And I don't know why you, you didn't change it. Yeah. Screw Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
this is kind of exciting because I got to try it. Uh, Apple's TV multi-view sports feature is now going to be available starting with tvOS beta 6.16.5. Apple room, uh, Apple's rumored multi-view sports feature will, will be available. Uh, it was available for uh, when this article was written about, about the 14th of April uh, for the MLB's Friday night baseball games. And then it was also available for t- uh, tomorrow on the MLS season pass matches as, uh, as well. Uh, this is a, an expansion of the picture-in-picture screen mode, so it allows multi-view features to screen up to four games simultaneously. You know, just like you're wanting to really watch all this stuff, and only for those who are sports fans probably would like this. But I hope to see that they, they expand this uh, further into other things. Maybe you want to watch four movies. I would like to see you could watch four Star Wars movies all in one in, in, in four boxes. You know, that would be kind of cool. Uh, but hey. I, I was thinking of that. So, um, but. I did try it, and I have I have a pic, I'm gonna have a picture of I took of the screen in the show notes because of course me being the, the nerd I am I have lots of extra T, Apple TVs at my disposal that I don't have any problems putting beta on it so I decided to to, to put it on one here I have and um, it's really cool I mean it it, it really brought up the uh, uh, all the all four uh, games are going on simultaneously. And again, I'm not a huge MLS fan for that for those that soccer or football. If you're in the UK, uh, and uh, yeah, but the, the picture quality was amazing on all four screens. And then it was it was kind of neat to be able to watch all four of them. Don't you think, Ben? Oh yeah, uh, this basically turns your TV, your large screen TV, into an instant sports bar. Exactly. I'm. Yeah, I'm hoping this is something they are going to expand upon in the keynote uh, at WWDC mm-hmm. and expand to other apps because this could be uh, the killer feature for Apple TV. Yeah, oh, I agree. Um, but you know, like I said, we're going to probably put some Star Wars movies on for you. But I don't know. Do you, know, you think like you like I mean- this? So it like as the brain scientist, I have to say, like, I'm not sure if an, and also a former filmmaker, um, I'm not sure if a narrative format is the best thing, but I could see other other options. Like if somebody's trying to learn a drawing technique, you could watch it in multiple screens and like, oh, OK, I can see that angle or this angle. Um, so I could see other uses that would be really valuable, but probably not in narrative form. That doesn't mean they shouldn't bring it and make it an option. Sure. Why not? But uh, I, I certainly tend to, I hmm, strive to do my media single tasking. I do not always succeed, but I, I don't need somebody to enable it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for sports, it completely makes sense. Like oh, my dad's interested in a golf game and, and a basketball game at the same time. Go nuts. Yeah. That, that, that's even better. Different sports. So yeah. Uh, any thoughts, Jeff? They seem more likely uh, to be in competition. Yeah. Um, so the, the big thing I'm hearing out of this is party at Ben's house. Um, yes. Or in my house. Yeah. I do have MOB.TV. <laughs> I, do, I do as well. Thank you, T-Mobile. <laughs> okay. Par- party at Dave's house. Um, so from an academic standpoint, the idea of being able to do something like watch Seven Samurai, The Magnificent Seven, the Magnificent Seven remake and Star Wars all at the same time, because it's basically the same movie movie. (laughs) Then you could compare like their pacing and stuff. Right. Yeah. I I, I could totally see doing that, but not all the time. 
Or you could compare the perfect script ever written that is used in many screenwriting classes to like other movies of similar lengths and see if they hold up. Oh, it's yeah. Back to the Future, by the way. Just so you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Right. See, there. So, Brittany, there, there's. Yeah, you're, you're, you're giving me more ideas. You're giving me more ideas. I'm, I'm here to <laughs> enable. <laughs> yes. He is good at that. Um, so the next, I have uh, actually three stories in here. I'm going to kind of combine them as one and just kind of hit each of them. Uh, all I have to say is Netflix and password sharing crackdown. Um, it's coming. They're going to, they're going to uh, be uh, enforcing this soon. It's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Um, are we at all surprised this is happening? Probably not because no. Netflix has been losing money for a long time. Uh, so, uh, that's going to happen as well as I didn't even know that Netflix was still in the DVD business <laughs> that is ending. <laughs> that is ending, uh, the, uh, end of this towards the end of this year in the fall, they're going to st stop shipping there. Yeah. October, uh, September 29th of 2023, 25 years they've been doing that. And I was shocked at that. I, I had thought they'd ended it years ago <laughs> don't you think and apparently it actually is problematic because streaming deals don't apply to dvds so yeah. netflix mm. had access to movies that maybe nobody has done a streaming deal with yeah. currently so you can't get it through streaming um and so th those are apparently actually people upset but i also did not know well, I think go to redbox because redbox <laughs> is still still selling them at their kiosks at every store to but that's a very limited selection mm. Yeah, Redbox has gotten a little more limited. Redbox. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised that, that the, I didn't even, I, don't, I mean, I remember I was surprised years ago, I was getting those DVDs. And I was burning oh, yeah. a few of them yeah. too. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, it's gone. It's going to be gone. So then uh, the third thing was uh, their, their ad supported uh, tier. They're going to enhance it up to 1080p uh, for the same cost, which I think was pretty cool. They're going to do that, so it's, it is ad supported. Uh, so three things that Netflix have, uh, have decided. Apparently, the ad supported is making more revenue per customer than the yeah they've paid they've tier. Finally, which found is something <laughs> interesting. Um, this is a lot about ad revenue. Yeah, yeah. So my family definitely uses a shared Netflix account across multiple households. Like my parents got in there like, hey, anybody, any of our kids can use it. Not anybody. Right. Um, I use Netflix like once in a blue moon. So it, in fact, I think my sister's family is probably the only people who still use it. So mm -hmm. what's probably going to happen is they're going to make the exact same revenue from our family. Yeah. Because I think yeah. my sister's family is the only one who uses it. Yeah. So um if for some people it will backfire. I don't know how it will be in the U.S. compared to other places. I just know my yeah, family. Hard to say, but that, that it's the way it goes. I mean, to, they could try to yeah. crack it down somehow. You know, yeah, um, they I mean, I'm promoting the idea of sharing passwords, which was a big thing that Netflix was totally cool with for a long time. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, between that and. Uh, the huge price increases Netflix has had over the last few years. I've, uh, I've, drift, I've drifted away from them quite a bit. And even though T-Mobile is picking up my bill, 
I've had it very, I found it very hard to come back. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I do get um, more or less free Netflix because of T-Mobile, so. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I pay a little extra so I can have HD, so. Mm-hmm. So it's not costing me a ton. So. Um, let's go into the last story here. Apple has launched an all new Apple trade in website just in time for earth day. Uh, Apple has put in an increasingly big focus on trade ins over the last several years, encouraging users to trade in their old iPhones for instant credit for a new device. They have now launched a new Apple trade in website with a new design, more details about the training process and more. Uh, like I said, it just came in time for Earth Day for trying to be the, the benefits of environmental, saving the environment by trading in these old devices. Um, and the Apple website, if you go out, we have a link in the show notes here to the actual site. Um, it does uh, encourage uh, trade-ins and it gives you, you know, some all the numbers and find your trade-in value. So you go right on the site. It's super easy. There's a link right there. You just type in whichever type of phone you have. And they'll take any phone, actually. Um, and if it doesn't, you don't get any money for it, they'll, they'll actually, uh, they'll, they'll recycle it for you. So like I have a 10 R I like to see what the, what the cost is latest on that. I get $125 for a 10 R, which, you know, you think about that. It's not, not too terribly bad. I think some places were charged, you know, giving back a lot less and they'll do iPhones, iPads, Apple watches, Macs, um, even list Android. So I'd be curious to see, yeah, they're giving money back on the Androids like Samsung's S 22 and, that's a little new in the Pixel Pixel Six Pro. Um, so, what do you think, Jeff? I think they've really done a a good job of really enhancing this site more so than ever. Well, I I like that it makes it much easier to know upfront what you're yeah. likely to get for a trade in. Yeah, and yeah, so good. The, uh, unlike me sitting here saying screw Kroger. Okay, good, good on <laughs> Apple for making this easier yeah. for for people to do. I mean, you can go back and compare it to some of the other sites. You know, you don't hear too much about Gazelle lately, and that was the biggest trading sites that were around mm-hmm. for years. And I don't even know if they still exist. I have to go to their site, but they probably still do. Um, it's good for the environment, Brittany. Would you, would you trade in a phone if you had to? I I mean, I, I wouldn't trade in a phone. That's right. You, um, keep, you keep them all. But, I mean, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Um. Hypothetically, if I did not know how else to appropriately dispose of a phone, then I would use it. Um, but yeah, I have I have phones that sit around here running software that doesn't run on my current iPhone that I use every day. <laughs> and I have them like it's parts of my video production. So um, I don't get rid of them. But yeah, if I wanted to know where to dispose one safely and securely, I probably would give it to them yeah. like maybe my four that might be ready yeah that would just be a recycle <laughs> i don't think you get anything for it <laughs> no that's fine that's what i'm saying i'm not going to trade in but i would yeah. use their trade in recycle for right. if i don't want to hand it over to some rando right oh uh yeah so the rando might you know like securely money. securely <laughs> recycle it Use as much as you can, and I'm pretty sure you're not going to be selling the information you find on it, so I don't have to like do a lot of digging to wipe it. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's cavalier, but and that's you, that's the situation I use it. Any final thoughts on this, Ben? Um, I have used these services. Me too. Um, why it's nice they're making uh, it a better website. 
personally, I don't care what the website looks like as long as I get the best deal back in my favor. Well, it's it's easier to get to because it, it was always challenging to find the place. So it embedded it with the order if you had to order the, the iPhone first and then say, oh, do you have a trade-in? So at least now you can go to a site directly and just find out right away what is it worth and then start looking through the process if you want to use that as part of the credit towards the trade. And the nice thing too is when you buy when you do buy an iPhone and you do trade in the phone and you put it on the payment plan for your Apple Card, um, you, they they give you the credit immediately even before you trade it in. Obviously, they'll take it away if they find that it wasn't what you said it was. But um, but I've done that before and that's that's a pretty good deal. So. Good, good for you, Apple. Glad, you, glad you're doing those things and uh, keeping th- the environment uh, clean with all, not all this in the landfills here. So, All right, let's uh, move on to the topics for this week. Uh, just going to briefly talk about beta this week. Uh, iOS 16.5 beta 2 is still out. It's been about a week. Uh, Brittany, you're, I know you're, writing, you're running all the, the betas on, uh, on your devices. Just the phone. No? Just the phone. Okay, just the phone. How's yeah, it been? only the phone. How's it been for you? Fine. I mean... I was, you know, I think it is running a little hot and a little bit, um, a little bit more battery drain, but I don't know if that's the beta or not, because from about a month before they announced dub dub until like the week or two after stuff gets buggy and weird and you don't have to be on a beta to experience it. Um, yeah, I, before one of the iOS announced release dates i said i could feel the um i can feel the bugs of the release is coming soon of the golden master because i can feel the bugs in my phone and and it was the next day you know like you can you can see these things coming because they're playing with the architecture and it it doesn't unaffect every so i don't know if it's the beta or not is what i'm saying okay and uh ben you be you're back you're back running betas on your, your devices right oh yes yeah I, i'm the idiot <laughs> <laughs> um i mean so far it's been pretty good for a beta yeah um i haven't re- had any real problems with it yep i run it on my 10r that i use as my webcam and then my uh my 2018 ipad pro uh, 12.9 and no problems that i've noticed jeff you run it on your ipad how's, how's it been working on yours it's it's running mostly fine i've noticed with this beta I'm getting some random application crashes that mm-hmm. I wasn't getting before. Also, Ben, you're not an idiot. You just rush in where angels fear to tread. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I openly say I'm an idiot. <laughs> and if anybody wants to do what I do and run uh, purely software on all my devices, let me tell you this. I have had issues. I have had data loss. Do, do as I say, not as I do. Don't do it. And it's okay when you advice. know that that's the risk. Yeah. And, and, you're and are it. trying it. And you're prepared. Like, despite the fact that my iPhone is my most used device and it's not even close, um, that's the one that gets the beta because that is not the one that I make my money from. It's the exactly. computer and the iPad yeah. that I can't do my normal job without. Um, and so... Well, yeah. but but it's the one that is all the notifications and stuff so that's what i'm always testing yeah okay and uh that's it for beta this week we'll see hopefully uh, apple will have another version coming out soon because you know, i already we already talked about it last week there it's in code that 16.6 is going to come shortly thereafter and then, then they'll probably be the final version before we hit dub dub in june so um 
So there was a lot of press this week about uh, theft tactics. We talked about this a couple uh, number of weeks ago. It was Joanna Stern from the Wall Street Journal. Does great, great stuff about technology. And uh, she interviewed somebody in the first uh, on the first video. Uh, you know, the lady lost uh, her access to her phone. There was like a reverse engine, you know, social engineering at a bar. Saw, saw her pin, and we know the story. We talked about it. Um, so. Uh, it's just been all kinds of thefts that have been occurring, and that was just a notable one. There was another one that was also talked about uh, this week and during their, uh, and another video talking about the same person. This person was like begging Apple to let him have get get his photos back. I'm willing to give you a DNA test and a blood test and pay you ten thousand dollars and donate it to charity. And Apple said no. They're 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 sticking to their guns, and that's the policy. And uh, you know, the, the same thing happened. They 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 got into his phone, uh, saw his PIN, and reset his recovery code. You know, reset his password on his Apple uh, Apple ID, and that's the end of it. I mean, they, 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 he's they, they was hacked out of it. So, um, and uh, it it just it, it just uh, is the big thing about this is the the fact that uh, they're draining money from people's bank accounts and and uh, remote uh, and then. Then turning around, they're going to try to sell the phone, you know, probably in third world countries because they're not going to be able to sell it here. Um, so, uh, so really, what's the really story on this? Uh, I think the real story is here, and then the moral of the story is people just don't want to take the time to to think about backups. You know, yeah, iCloud is a safe and easy way to back up all your photos and all your all your settings and everything that's on your iPhone, but you really should have an alternate backup and people don't think about that because they don't want to, uh, they don't want to spend the time to, to do it. And uh, we're going to go over some of those. I know Brittany has a thought. I see. Apple doesn't encourage this. They say right. we got you this exactly. thing that is only on your account. You can only access if you have access to your iCloud account. They're the ones saying we got you. You are backed up. Mm-hmm. In fact, yes. some of the other ones require that you do stuff that Apple's not a fan of in order to do a backup that is more inclusive. Right. And it's okay. Okay. Well, when, you got to do the it. company's giving you the message. We got you. And then saying, but we didn't really have you. Right. I, I, I have, Our fault. I have concerns. <laughs> yes. Uh, people go into the genius bar and say, I need help backing up my, my iPhone, my iPad, whatever. Yeah. And uh, and the Genius Bar turns on iCloud and says, okay, you're set. And that's yep. it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's bad. Yeah. Sorry. So, I, I know I know I'm derailing from the tips, but I like that that story sorry. was sad. No, this this that's yeah. the the whole part of this topic is just the story itself. And then I wanted to hit hit uh, some of the ways that the, you should be protecting yourself and the basics, yeah. you know, you got the recovery key. They're going to ask you to set that recovery key. Set it. I mean, you should have it set. Um, look after your, your your phone and your passcode. Use a a a, a little harder to, to figure out passcode. You use an use an alphanumeric passcode if 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 anything, because uh, that's going to mix it up. If you, it'll make things safe. Uh, of course, use Face ID. This the the basics. We know the basics of the security, but the problem is with mm-hmm. social engineering. You're at you're at a bar and people are seeing you type in that passcode. They're gonna watch it. They 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 may even record you and you don't even know it because they have a they have a smartphone. They can record what you're doing. They'll see the pin yeah. and and then okay, we'll see let's go around and they'll they'll steal your phone and then that's the end of it. They're clearing out your bank account and and, and locking out of your 
your Apple account. So, um, so look at that, look after it. But, uh, as I said, though, those are some of the basics. Uh, the other suggestion is what I think, which I find to be very interesting is, uh, the the use of screen time. I never really thought of this before, but I think this is another added layer that you can do by enabling screen time. And what you do in the settings, you go to screen time and scroll down to set a passcode. If you haven't done this already, you should just go into there. Then it's under content and privacy restrictions. Then you toggle on the content and privacy restrictions. And then uh, scroll down to allow changes and, and then tap on the account changes and then you select don't allow. So they can't, so unless they have that secondary pin from screen time, they will not be able to make any changes. So you've really backed up that pin. So if they saw your first pin, they aren't going to get to it from the, with the second pin. Um, of course, you uh, you got to need to ensure that your screen pass code is different from your right. phone code. <laughs> Don't be dumb and use the same one. Uh, and that also includes uh, uh, generating a, a, a recovery key. I put a link in the show notes as far as how to uh, generate that recovery key through Apple support. Um, also, another way of, of, of protecting yourself, add a recovery contact tact. So we've, they've got that set up now so you can set up an account as a, as a recovery contact. Like I mean, in my case, I wouldn't set up my wife as my recovery contact because if she were to ever have to get into the phone and didn't have the passcode, pass she would be set as a recovery contact. And then Apple would will help her get into that. Uh, as well. So those are just some of the simple things that you can do that Apple already provides that we don't, we take for granted and don't usually bother, especially in the, in the screen time. Most people think of screen time, like, Oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to know how much time I'm spending on you know, with screen time. But also sometimes it is a good thing to, to really have a good idea. Oh my God, I've spent 15 hours on a, my iPhone this uh, today. <laughs> That's a lot of hours. Um, but I, I think at least implementing that piece of it as an added bonus of, of security is not a bad idea. Now, backing up, that's a whole other story. And yeah, like, like we just talked about, Apple says that, uh, oh, we don't recommend any of that stuff. You're, you're, you're set. iCloud is the way to do it. You're backed up. You're great. But look at these examples of many stories of people getting locked out. So there's, two, there's a number of ways I've put in the show notes to talk about here. And um, the first one I would highly recommend, and I know all of us here on this panel recommended, is using iMazing. iMazing mm-hmm. is an amazing product it really is amazing product because not only does it back up all of your, all your photos and everything else but it backs up the whole phone i mean it, it goes so granular you can go for us geeks we can go in and really get into the core of, of the programming and get into things it's got all your messages backed up so you can get you can you can export messages that comes in handy too a lot of times if you have to print out messages and maybe you have a law a lawsuit you need to have some your, of your eye messages between somebody you, you can easily get it from, from a backup from iMazing. So basically think of iMazing as absolute complete backup. And then uh, got a link in the show notes to where, to that, uh, to where that is. Um, and it's not terribly expensive. I, I believe now it's a, now a subscription if you were to buy a new license. I, most of us have this the old standalone license like I do. Um, that it, It's good for uh, for a good long time. They, they, haven't, uh, they haven't made us, made me at least, buy another version of it. So it's like version 2. Um, so definitely check that out. I think it's but Dave. Yeah, go ahead. Even the free version will still give you a, a much better backup. That's true. than you'd be getting otherwise. Yeah. So they do probably provide a free version as well. I forgot. Thank you. They, they have a free version or a paid version, which is a subscription, but uh, it's, it's worth the price. It's well version. worth it. Well worth it. Um, 
here are some other alternatives as far as backups go. Use use other cloud services. Now, uh, uh, Dropbox has the, the capabilities of you, you have the ability, uh, not only do you uh, use that, but before I get to that, I also got to remind everybody, you can use, uh, do an iPhone, iPhone backup using Finder, also known as it used to be done in, in iTunes, um, to, uh, to back up your iPhone. And the only the only drawback to that part is if you're backing up all your photos in iCloud, you can't do this because you have to turn off iCloud in order to back up the find using Finder. So that kind of is a a pointless thing to do if you want to continue to use iCloud as your as your ways of backing up all your photos. But you also have another service like Dropbox. Dropbox will allow you to back up your iPhone on your Mac, as well as Dropbox has their own iOS app that allows you to be able to back up all your photos uh, direct to Dropbox. Uh, on the onto Dropbox's uh, cloud service. Of course, you have to pay for that. You're only going to get so much uh, uh, storage. It's I think something like ten dollars a month if you want to get one terabyte of space, uh, which is a you know, pretty good amount uh, uh, to back up. But there's another alternative. You could have multiple cloud services that are backing your your photos up, and 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 you can go back to any one of these. OneDrive is another one. You know, a lot of people are not too overly excited using a Microsoft product, but uh, uh, I think OneDrive actually works very well on iOS. You can set it up in the iOS app and it automatically will back up all your photos. And that's what everybody is so worried about is their photos, losing all your memories, all the great photos you've mm-hmm. taken of your family. Make sure that you do that. Um, and I put a, a link in the show notes for an articles from Microsoft Support on how to set up uh, saving all your photos and videos um, with OneDrive for iOS. I have a one, I have a Microsoft uh, 365 account, which is, includes one terabyte of, uh, of storage for me on OneDrive. So you know, why not set it up that way? And then, of course, the other one is Google, you know, Google Drive, or they also call it the Google One program. If, you, if you're a subscriber to that, you can back up your device um, using Google One and backing up uh, your photos as well as everything else on the Google Drive. Uh, that gives you another option to, to do your backup. So we, we've I've given you four or five different ways of doing alternate backups. There's absolutely no excuse. The do- some of these, um, some of these uh, cloud services that I mentioned are done automatically. So you, that's the big thing. People hate having to do this, this manually. Now, iMazing has done a better job of being able to automate their process of backing up. You can be on Wi-Fi if you want to, and, or you can plug it in direct. Usually, plugging in direct is better because it's a little bit faster when it backs it up. But get at least get yourself a backup, and you go into a routine, set it up. Um, but if you don't want to do that, go to one of these other alternate uh, cloud-based services. Pay for it. It's going to be well worth the money that you're paying for one of these cloud services versus like this guy in the article was says he's, he, he's willing to pay $10,000 to Apple to, 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 to free up his, his data in there. So uh, I think it's something that's really a good idea. So did you guys have anything else to add that I might've missed that, that uh, as far as a backup regiment uh, or uh, to protect yourself with this? I mean, I will say this as someone who worked at a major retailer doing customer facing tech supports. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this is something that I saw quite frequently yep. where people were not responsible with their data. Uh, they came to us said, well, let me get, give us back, access back to this. Uh, and I had to say, I can't. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thoughts, Jeff? Um. I, I'm using a bless you, Brittany. I'm bless using you. a um, uh, a mixed system for making sure my my iOS device data is backed up. 
So I am using iCloud Backup, which is great. Like if you have to take your iPhone into the store and, uh, and they have to wipe it, I can just restore from that. But I'm also using iMazing, which is storing my backup locally, mm-hmm. which then just becomes, as far as my my broader backup system goes, just another file. Mm-hmm. So uh, so once iMazing has done its backup, then I have uh, I have everything backing up to um, to a Synology and. Uh, and backblaze. And anyhow, I have a ton of backups happening. Sure. So as you should. So don't re- right. Don't rely on a single backup source to protect your your precious data. You know, th- there's an old saying: if you're not multi, if you don't have uh, multiple avenues for backup, you're not backed up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't can't cannot agree with that more. Brittany, do you have your any backup regiments that we've all talked about here? Yeah, so I've only been using iCloud for a really long time. Um, I have used iMazing in the past, and I love it. But um, I have to remember to connect my phone to my computer. Right. And that's not a thing I remember to do regularly. That's um, a problem. I, I had not considered some of the cloud options before, which might be an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I've used iMazing for the most in the past was doing unencrypted backups, because when you do that, you can pull files out of some of the apps, or at least you could mm-hmm. before. Yep. Um, and so that was one of the ways I would deal with sometimes apps just losing all my data which was a thing that used to happen a lot more than it happens now. Right. Um, and so there's advantages of both encrypted and unencrypted, but I've definitely gotten out of the habit. I'm not sure if it's installed on this computer. Okay. Well, uh, take a look at all the links we put in the show notes about the, about backups and hope that was helpful for those who, uh, who, who are concerned about this. Cause as I said, this is the second uh, story that the Wall Street Journal has put together in the last few months here. So uh, it's obviously a big problem. And we never, never even touched about Apple's response to this. And it was always a canned response. We're well aware of it. And, you know, we're, we're, we take security seriously, but we have to follow our policies. Pretty much I'm summing it up. But you could read the exact, uh, you know, every time. Both articles in both senses, they said exactly the same thing. And, you know, you know, I guess good for Apple to, to stick to their guns when it comes to security and not just let anybody call and, and be able to, you know, give you access to an account. But it's unfortunate. Well, Dave, I, I think there's uh, an added layer in this, which is that if Apple says, yeah, we'll help, uh, we'll, we'll help Ben get back all of this data, they're setting a precedent Exactly. And then the next thing that happens is a government agency, law enforcement agency says, hey, we need access to that data. And Apple says, we can't do it. And then they say, yeah, but you did it for Ben. Exactly. Yeah. Well, special. You are special. Yes. I would like them to put something in place for this security vulnerability. However, this is different. I don't know what that looks like, but. a response to it would be awesome. Yeah, I think they, they think they have, uh, they are giving this some thought because they're getting a lot of press on it. So your yeah. passcode can't, your, your usually four to six digit passcode 
can't be the keys to the kingdom right. for mm-hmm. everything. Nope. And yeah. right now it is. Yeah. And one of the past Mac users were typically more savvy than the average user. The average iPhone user is the average user. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So great stuff. That This was great. So um, next next uh, topic I wanted to hit on this week is the Apple savings account. It was kind of a cool thing. Apple did uh, on April 17th, as we record this, uh, did release a new high yield savings account. It's at a, a 4.15% annual percentage rate. Um, and uh, that's a, that's pretty good. About 10 times the national mm-hmm. average, uh, no minimum deposits, no minimum balance requirements. Uh, and the user can easily set it up in the, uh, directly in the Apple card wallet. Um, couple of the caveats, you have to have an Apple card right now that in order to use this account. So if you don't have an Apple card, then this isn't going to apply to, for you. Um, it, what it does is it actually, you know, all the money that you make, uh, and it goes into your, it normally would go into your Apple cash card. Uh, you know, all the other two and 3% rebates you get on every purchase, um, through your Apple card would just go into that Apple cash card and the money would just sit there and you make nothing. And some people like to save. I don't think some people were smart. They would save it for a long period of time and not necessarily use it to pay a bill, pay the bill. Um, but then uh, have a nice little nest egg. Uh, but now what you, what you do is you set it up and, and it automatically sets up um, in uh, in the Apple savings account once you once you enable it. Uh, and that money will automatically transfer into the bank account. You also have connections to all your external bank accounts. Like I've got a couple of checking accounts that was already set up. Uh, so I was able to transfer some money, uh, not only from what I had saved in the Apple Cash account, uh, but I, you know, transferred some more savings that I had in, in one of my uh, couple of my bank accounts. So put that in there as well. So you've got that option. As far as setting up goes, absolutely the easiest thing in the world um, uh, to do here is uh, was being able to set it up. Just going into the Apple Wallet and had a couple you t- had a couple taps, asks for your social security number, which makes sense because you know you're making interest. They got they got to pick uh, tell to give the IRS that information. Um, within about, I think I probably had the account open within one to two minutes, and it was open. Um, so deposit that was money. just in the part that has your credit card. Yes, it's in the wallet app. I'm trying to look where I, where I put my iPhone here. I'm not finding it, but uh, so uh, yeah, so it uh, uh, it, uh, it it automatically is put in the Apple wallet, the wallet, you know, the wallet app, right? Um, and it's automatically set up, and then and away you go. It, it gives you the, the same routing number and and bank account number, just like any other bank. Um, so if you wanted to set up external transfers, as long as the account's open and it's already linked, ready to go, you could do that. I tried it, but I, it didn't work because I wanted to set up maybe a like an automatic uh, transfer of funds from my checking account to the Apple savings account. But because I think the bank account is so new, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it in a couple days here to see if uh, it'll work uh, once the because account just opened what, about three or four days ago. I mean the, for everybody. So, um, but um, mm-hmm. I I think this is I, I think this is a cool thing. I don't know if any of you've have opened one up besides me just yet, but. No, I want to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't done it yet because I, you know, I just got busy. So I'm in here looking now, and I'm like, where? Yeah, that's the only bad thing. All right, there's no, there's no obvious place for for. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ring my iPhone because I don't know where I put it. So hold on. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dave, give us your account numbers. I, I want my account numbers. Um. 
so uh, you have to go into the actual actual wallet app, and um, there, mm-hmm. there's a setting here. Hold on, I can't know where I did it. <laughs> I'm in the wallet app. Oops, nope, that's Me too. Orders. Why is my card green? Does it? Does your card dynamically change colors? It does. Yeah, it depends Based on, on what your balance is. What you. Oh, yeah. and I just paid it today in anticipation of a big purchase tomorrow. So, there so you there go. you go. Yeah. I, okay. Huh. That's why it's I, I'm green. pink. <laughs> I, I I owe eighty dollars and seventy eight cents on my Apple Card right now. So um, eighty nine dollars got it to pink. What color was mine before I paid it? Jeez. Uh, where where you go, Jeff? Is you you go up into the uh, you got the four the four dots the three dot button at the top right. And you go to the card, card card details, and I believe uh-huh. it's it's in there. Card details. Card details. Hey. Of course, I can't see. Uh, it was in there. I can add people. I thought there was it was in there. Bank accounts. All right. We'll this have to is look riveting better. podcasting right here. It is right? really is riveting here. So. Sorry. We'll put we'll put that in the show notes. We have to keep people from us yeah. trying to find let, this. Let me know how to do something that should be. I, I probably should have had this done ahead of time here. Oh, I'm sure it's very simple once you get to the right setting. I, I remember doing it's it. Very, but... <laughs> it's very validating for me that Jeff also was not finding. Yeah, well, welcome to the inside baseball of the experts. <laughs> yeah, I, we don't know everything. Okay, we need if, to figure it out off camera. If if. If four of us are sitting here, one of us who's already set it up, and we're looking at our iPhones going, can't find it. Right? That's a bad interface. That's a bad user experience. Here's this. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. I, 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 I probably should single out the support article, and so that's in the and in there as well. So how you set it? up the savings? You got you go into the wallet app like I was in the right place and tap the Apple Card. Under the the more button, the three dots, you go to tap daily cash. That was it. Oh, wow. of course, because that just makes so much sense. Yeah, <laughs> there Y'all, <it> is. <laughs> and there I, it is. I have eight hundred dollars sitting in my Apple Cash. I cannot wait to start getting four yeah. percent on it. So you guys just got to get this bad boy open. It's just been sitting here because I never connected a bank account to Apple Cash. So I was like, well, then I can pay somebody when I owe them money. Yeah, through Apple Cash. So yeah, I I had about about the same about the same amount eight hundred eight hundred fifty seven dollars is in my account now. So, but most of the work is finding the button, and once you find the button, it's super easy. Yeah, it would help <laughs> if I uh, had the support article right there at our fingertips. Thank you, uh, oh. everybody, for kind of putting up with us. But we got the answer for you. <laughs> yeah. So it makes it real right uh, now. <clears throat> there's. A, I'm agreeing to the conditions. Also, my HomePod's already updated, so it can alert me. That's this good. has been very productive. Thank you all. No problem. It makes it real easy to leave it all there because you forget you forget how to exactly. access your own money. It's not even there. Yeah, you don't even touch it. Um, but speaking of uh, the Apple Card, I did put an article in here uh, in here because uh, Nine to Five Mac just wrote up another article here this week. But is is the Apple Card worth it? And I think all of, all of us will probably say a very enthusiastic yes. Uh, and one of the great things is that you can manage the card right from the app, from the wallet, which I really like. Um, we always, of course, love that that, ti- that titanium design card. I always like dropping it on the table when it goes clang, clang, clang. Um, no late fees, no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees. It's backed up by Goldman Sachs for, for Apple. 
payments are always due at the end of the month, which is awesome. Um, and they will do a soft credit check. So you actually can see if you qualify for the card even before you do, they do a full credit check to tell you if you would, uh, would, uh, you would qualify for the card, which is great. Um, so, uh, and it does have a, um, another great of a great set of award rewards, 3% cash back of everything in the Apple store and Apple's websites and all digital purpose purchases, anything related, uh, and related to, with using a purchase to Apple, you get 3% cash back, 2% cash back on any time you use Apple pay, which is great. And then 1% on everything else. Um, but some of the retailers that are, that are, Giving 3% right now is including Ace Hardware, Exxon, Nike, T-Mobile. So I have my T-Mobile bill paid through my Apple Card every month. I get 3% back on that. Uh, mm. and, um, Walgreens and Dwayne Reed both take 3% cash back. So if you have those the pharmacies, uh, Uber Eats as well as Uber. Uh, Exxon and Mobile are covered at 3% as well. So if you get gas there as well. And then the other great thing is the financing, the monthly installments. You can buy an iPhone and... Uh, you can pay for it over across 24 months, interest-free. It just You don't even feel it. It's automatically paid every month out of the Apple Card. A Mac and an iPad um, are only 12 months. Uh, the Apple Watch is 24 months, which is crazy, especially it's only with usually like a four or $500 uh, uh, mm-hmm. cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then your AirPods, do AirPods, okay. six months. <laughs> Apple TV 4K, six months. Um, and like I said, earlier about the trade-in if you trade in an, an iphone for a new iphone that value is instantly deducted from the purchase price so you didn't have to think about it so uh and you'll get three percent cash back on 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 the uh, the purchase of the phone as well right up to, you'll get that up front even though you're financing it for the, the two years so a lot a lot of uh, great benefits the, the 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 cash card like we talked about um i can't see why this is a no-brainer not to, to, to take a look at this uh, Apple card. And all of us have it, so we definitely can say that we've had a good experience with it. So, this guy said, any other thoughts on this? I just set uh, up my uh, savings account. Oh, I'm go. not Brittany. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I actually didn't hear that either, so you're, you're cool. <laughs> um, you no, know, I, I use it a lot because it's the only thing that will just guarantee give me 2% back when I use Apple yeah, Pay. Exactly. And so that that's just like the ones where they change merchants and stuff. I am not, I'm never going to keep track of that. But like, oh, it's just all the time. It, it has made my business finances very complicated, but that was going to happen anyway. Uh, <laughs> because, um, uh, you know, I'm going to buy my Apple products with it. And they don't have a business card. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you the coolest thing is you can add a person to it and it starts building their credit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an adult in my life who's a very trustworthy person and had never had any credit ever um, of any kind. A zero credit score if we bothered to run it. And and so that is somebody who just buys things occasionally when they're things I would pay for anyway. Mm-hmm. And and is actually building credit for the first time. And it took two seconds to set up. The button was easy to find and it was so fast. And now he's got a piece of titanium, which is cool. Like it's, it's just like some of those things are really convenient and really cool. Also I can pay it off the same day and go spend the full balance, like the full credit limit. Yeah. You pay whatever Um, you want. Which mm-hmm. has come in handy when I've had some weird, bizarrely like, hey, can you just put $4,000 on your credit card right now? And 
And I could do it because I could pay the whole balance and then use the card instantly. And and that's not usually true. So yeah, I, I kind of love it actually. Easy to pay. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. the most, most convenient card you could ever have. So mm-hmm. that's, so that's all of our chats this week for banking and <laughs> Apple's really getting deep into the, to the financial world, which is great, and giving us some options. They got the great savings account, and you've always had, or we already knew we've had a great thing with the Apple Card. So, a um, couple more things I want to talk about. We had two two apps, and I know Jeff's going to love this topic because Luma Fusion just released a huge update this week. It is a pro level mm-hmm. multi cam editing feature for the iPhone and the iPad. Uh, Luma Fusion. I, I, I mean, you know what, Jeff? I'm just going to let you tell up everybody because I know you're the huge user of Luma Fusion. <laughs> I might as well just. Why am I going on read through this one? I, you could just do it off the cuff because you are a huge user of Luma Fusion. I, I want to know what you think about this new, uh, this new, this new feature. This, these new features they've released. Well, uh, first, as soon as I did the update and uh, and then saw the press release saying, and now it has the multi camera editing support for only nineteen dollars. I just went in the app and tapped buy, yep. even though I don't need it today. It's a feature that I will use. Mm-hmm. It's worth the $19. And uh, yeah, that's okay. So if you're doing video editing and, uh, and you want that to be a professional level tool, but on an iPad, the, the answer is LumaFusion. And it's so good that I stopped doing video editing on my Mac because I'm using Google Fusion on my iPad Pro. Now yeah. you can install LumaFusion on an Apple processor Mac. Yes. Yes. Good. It okay. will run on an M series Mac. Mm-hmm. Do you want yeah, to? It's, That's another question. It, well, I mean, I don't know. It, I haven't done it, but I've talked to people who have, and they said it works great, but it feels a little bit wonky because you're using a uh, a Mac interface system to interact with an application that was designed for an iOS iPadOS touch interface system. So so sometimes it just feels a little weird and doesn't work quite as smoothly when you're doing something as it would if you're just doing straight up touch interface. And that kind of leads me to another question here. In the Apple Silicon Mac world, and the fact that I'm I haven't used Luma Fusion myself, but I'm guessing they have reworked it a bit to work with keyboard and mouse on the iPad. Mm-hmm. Why haven't they just rolled out official Mac support? Because I think this would sell like gangbusters. I don't know, um, but I I agree. Um, I mean, crap, it is, I don't even remember what I paid for it, but whatever it was, I was like, seriously, is this a typo? Is it like a one-time deal? Because it was like, what, $30, $40 for this professional level video editor. Um, It's like the pixel mater of video. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. I just purchased the multicam that and uh, it's a one-time charge. I mean, that's the other thing you can't beat with Luma Fusion. No, no subscription. I mean, it's it, it's. A, they, they do have some add-ons that are subscription. They, the, yeah, the add-ons, right? The, like the the uh, you have some of the. Well, you have the uh, the Final Cut Pro export, 
Um, mm-hmm. That's twenty dollars. The story blocks. That's that's the one. That's a subscription. Do you, do you use that? No. Yeah. So. And uh, and I don't. Are they things that require like text, so. server use that are subscriptions, or what's the difference? The, uh, the subscription unlocks the features. Right. That's all. But there's so many features in this this tool that you can't beat it. Um, so that's pretty exciting. I, I like to hear once you do a once you do a project, uh, Jeff, you can report back to us on how the uh, um, how the multicam support. I will let you know. We'd love to hear about uh, Brittany, it. Um, mm-hmm. something that might matter to you with LumaFusion. Um, you can store your project files on an external drive, and you can work with them from the external drive. You don't have to move them onto the iPad first. Oh, okay. Um, I find the idea of editing without a mouse and keyboard distinctly uncomfortable. Um, but I also started editing at a very in very formative years. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I only ever tried to edit one thing and it never had a time crunch. So I never had to finish it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. So I, I don't, I don't, it wasn't a very fair test, but I do have it on multiple devices. <laughs> well, if we have time during Mac stock, I'll show you some of the stuff that I'm doing in LumaFusion. Okay. Yeah. But multi, multi-angle is the thing I, I basically always do now. And so that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I got, I got to spend more time with it. I, I don't uh, I pay for all this and don't I need, I don't even use clo- close to enough of what it does. And I should be taking advantage of it because it, it is a really awesome program. Um, speaking of awesome programs, Pixelmator, you know, just recently changed their, changed their name to, to now it's called Photomator. Uh, and it was released for the iPhone and the iPad. And it was, if you had Pixelmator, uh, it was just, a, just an upgrade and they just renamed it and, uh, they've added some, you know, pretty, pretty compelling features and it's still cheaper than buying Photoshop. Um, that does have in-app purchases. So you can, um, add some of the things to it that you can get, uh, subscriptions now so there is a lifetime subscription of 99.99 if you wanted to have a full subscription for it uh but it is it is this this was a free version of it too uh looks like they changed it uh but i don't know i i paid for it believe if i remember correctly they were charging for pixelmator were they not uh yeah dave i i i I might be wrong but i thought it was pixelmator photo that's now photomator and pixelmator is still pixelmator yeah Oh, Pixelmator, oh. but the Pixel, you're talking about for the Mac or for uh, iPhone and iPad? What's Pixelmator Photo? It, it, um, it, it was essentially a Pixelmator alternative to Apple Photos. Oh, for, uh, like for a iOS. library kind of thing? Yeah. For, uh, a photo editor. Okay, photo editor. Yeah, because yeah, photo, <laughs> Photomator for the Mac is coming soon. It's, it's in, it's in okay. beta right now. I use Pixelmator Pro on my Mac all the time. Which um, is going to become Photomator. And that's what we were that also That one is going to be Photomator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Links in the show notes here. Uh, okay. So you, it is, it is going to be in beta, in beta and uh, you can uh, you can check it out if you can get into the test flight. I mean, I'm sure it's pretty full up. Um, but yeah, they have that too. But I, I thought, uh, so there is a there is a Pixelmator for, you mean the Pixelmator Photo? You call, you're calling it? Yeah, as a, as opposed to regular Pixelmator. So that's still available. Yeah, I think so. The, 
Yeah, there's both uh, Pixelmator and Photomator on my iPhone. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking a look now. Pic- oh, I see. Pixelmator oh. Photo. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have that one. I still have to update it, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's the picture- Pixelmator Photo and Video. That's the one you're talking about, right? Yeah. Photo and video? Weird. Yeah, that's got the different different uh, icon than the the uh, photometer. I know it's confusing. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, they have a branding issue. I mean, they, they, I think they the do. name of the one product will help with the branding issue, but yeah. they still have a branding issue. Yeah. So, so just check both those out. We got the uh, links in the show notes for Luma Fusion as well as Pixelmator Pro and uh, Pixelmator Photo as well as uh, Photometer. Uh, check that out. So um, well, before we close things out, I want to say how excited I am that Brittany Smith is going to be attending MacStock for the very first time. <laughs> and Mike Potter, in, last, in episode 249, he 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 actually broke the, the, the news to us. So all the Intentional iOS listeners knew about it before he actually officially announced it and put it on the website that Brittany oh, Smith wow. is going to be speaking at MacStock. And I can't wait. We have not met as yet. And we're going to finally. I have so many friends here. I have I not know. met in person. And you're going to see me. It's going to be very exciting. So what, uh, I, I, without, have you disclosed what you're going to be talking about or? To Mike. So I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, so the, the theme is learn for the year. Right. And so um, I was going to go with learn to work smarter, not harder. And so different ways that we can put less effort in, but still get the results we want. (laughs) Um, So yeah, if anybody has any requests, by all means, let me know. I haven't submitted the description yet. (laughs) Yeah. So that's awesome. That's going to be a great topic. I don't think I, maybe I did not announce it to to our listeners what I'm going to talk about. So of course I've spoke at MaxDoc all of the seven of the years that we've had it in person since it began. So I've, I actually, you know, nine years of, uh, I didn't speak during the virtual sessions, but I, I got the help behind the scenes. So I got the, got a little taste of both that, that, that world during, during the uh, pandemic years. But my, the title of my uh, presentation is going to be cloud services Dis- demystified and using them with your iPhone, iPad, and Mac. So I'm going to go talk about uh, cloud services like we just talked about today. So I'm, I, uh, it was a good topic uh, today, but uh, we we talked more on the uh, on, on the angle of uh, losing your iPhone. But this is actually going to be using them <laughs> for a good reason. Um, and Jeff is going to be back as well for his first time in about mm-hmm. f- what five years? Twenty seventeen, yeah, I think it was was the last time. You yeah, I think spoke. that's right. I can't believe it's been that long. And what yeah. was your topic going to be? Uh, the the. I've come up with the condensed way of describing it. Everything you need to know and wanted to know about high-res audio. Awesome. I knew that would be because you're the audio expert. <laughs> and It's going to be fun. And Ben, I don't want you to be left out, but there's a whole other reason why you have to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yes, my talk will be how to sit in the back of the room and listen to the, and listen to these keynotes. And we all get to see each other for the well. Jeff, it's been a long time since I've seen you, but it's been um, way too long. So we'll all get to see each other. So um, I'm going to keep talking about it every week until it comes up in July, which is July 22nd, 23rd. Um, 
Tickets are on now on sale now. We got a show link in the show notes as well as a link to all the speakers that are going to be there. Chuck Joyner is going to be there. Allison Sheridan is going to be there. Uh, Wally Cherinsky is going to be there. We're going to have a uh, video contest. There's all going to be all kinds of fun stuff for the two days. Um, they've changed the format. So now we're going to be speaking. It's going to throw me off because I've been so used to the, heat, the way he did it before. We did 20 minutes of a, of a presentation and then you had 30 or 40 or 45 minutes of a, of a deep dive. Now we have, to, we're doing the presentation all in one 45 minutes. So it's going to be a little different from, what, you know, since I've done it seven times, this will be the first time that I'm doing it uh, with this new format. So it's going to be pretty awesome. So like I said, links in the show notes for, um, to register, it's, it's, it's a bargain. If you decide you only wanted to go one day, you know, I would hope you wouldn't do that. You want to go both days. There's so much going on. Um, you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to get a free lunch both days. Um, the other thing we had Barry Folk on, he's going to be hosting. If you can come to Chicago a couple days early on that Thursday, the July 20th, he's having the Midwest Mac barbecue, which he had, uh, in the first time in 2015. And that was my very, that was my very first Mac stock. And then being, I am in Chicago and it is in my backyard and I only live 10 minutes away from Barry's house. Um, so it was kind of cool to, to get to know everybody. So it was, it was a little different for me back then. Now, now I know everybody. So it's, it's, I, I feel a lot more comfortable hanging out with everybody, but as I was getting to know people, they were, they were very welcoming, bringing me into the, into the group. And, uh, we, we just had absolute blast at uh, Barry's place. And he's going to have that, uh, that that's also in on uh, Mac stocks uh, site too. So. Okay. That's on the site. Cause I was like, what do you do about that? Yeah. So you can come, you can come in a couple of days early, Brittany, and then you can come hang out with us and at Barry's place. Okay. And then you'd have a two extra days of, uh, cause for, you know, it's Thursday and then Friday we, we usually are hanging out, uh, uh close to where Max Stock is and, uh, find a place to, to, mm-hmm. to, to an unofficial, uh, hangout. And, uh, then we got Friday, then then we got Saturday and Sunday of the, of the event. So I, I, I can't wait. It's going to be su- super exciting. The, the website is maxstockconferenceandexpo.com. Come out, see us. You're going to have a blast. We're going to have so much fun, um, and probably going to be the, one of the biggest events ever. I mean, because it's just a long time coming, and of not being able to do a do a live event all these years, uh, three years, two years, three years. Jeez. And 2019 was the last live event. So, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, 2022 was. What am I thinking? <laughs> but it was still not the same because we were still at the cusp of the of, uh, of, of the concerns of the pandemic. So. But, mm-hmm. but we pulled it off. It was it was a good a good event. Um, so I, I, as I say how much I thought that wasn't as, as official because we didn't have a lot of people to make it because there's still people were still a little a little nervous about it. Don't have to worry about that this year. So come see us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, and I thank all of you for being here this week. I think this is, was an absolute blast. This show and uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up for this week. Um, and uh, that's a wrap for this week. Uh, please send your comments, questions, and sh- suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show by going buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming. We have some uh, people in the chat room this week, and that's on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash iOS. It's usually Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. So come check us out there. You also can um, listen to past shows as well as we keep the live uh, show up as well, so you can go back and watch video. Uh, 
You can visit In Touch with iOS Magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into this ma- into the magazine. Please, uh, that, that link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to, to our show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, but many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. I'm on Twitter at DaveG65 as well. Brittany Smith, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I always love having you on. What, uh, where can people find you? Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Um, so, yeah, where to find me these days? So I've been taking a, a TikTok class, which is <laughs> terrifying. Um, so I've been posting on there. It's the same thing as everything else, ADD Liberator, which I assume will be my handle someday when I make it to Mastodon also. Um, or if you're <laughs> trying to look up the worky work stuff I do, my website's conquer.consulting. Great. Thanks for being here. Jeff Gamut, thanks Thank for you. being here this week. Where can people find you? Uh, well, when I'm not hanging out here with all of you, I'm probably on another show hanging out with all of you. Yes. Um, yes. So, okay. So on the social medias, Mastodon and Instagram, Jay Gamut, And um, uh, then for shows, Tuesdays on Check Joiners, Netflix is live with all of you. And uh, then Thursdays on the big show on the British Tech Network. And then here Thursday evenings with you again. And then Fridays, back to the British Tech Network for the Mac show. And then also the Context Machine with Brian Chapman. I think that's the stuff. Oh, I did the edition with Charlotte Henry this week. Yes, that was we a great had show. a lot of fun talking about um, um, uh, our favorite streaming content right now. Yeah, and I'm sure you gave her some thoughts. And I know you gave her some thoughts about HBO and Max. <laughs> uh, uh, in fact, I did. <laughs> Just like you did last week here. Uh, thanks for being a job. And Ben Rathick, thank you for being here. I always appreciate you being on the show. Where can people find you? Well, Dave, you can find me at Ben Rathick on your social media of choice. You can find me on uh, my website, which is Rathick.tech. And you can find me on every podcast that Jeff is on, except for the context <laughs> machine. <laughs> That's right. Well, thanks to Ben. Appreciate you being here. And thank you for uh, listening and watching the show. We'd really appreciate it. We had a lot of fun doing it. And we'll talk again soon. Bye.